Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As a listener of this show, you can get a 30-day free trial membership to an Audible Premium Plus membership. That's a $14.95 value, which includes one credit. Good for any premium selection titles you like, including new releases, and that is yours to keep. But during that 30-day trial, you can also check out the new Audible Plus catalog, which features podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want, no credits needed. You'll also get a friendly email reminder before your trial ends. Right now, I'm listening to John Arezzi talk about his life in pro wrestling with the New York Mets and in the music business. If you've been listening to this show over the years, you know John is a friend of the show and has lived a fascinating life, hosting a wrestling radio show similar to this podcast in the late 80s and early 90s. And he's done wrestling convention promotions and also uh, promoted shows. He's got stories to tell, and boy, does he tell them in his book. And you can get that with your one credit for free right now. Go to audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500. Pick any book you want. Pro wrestling, sports, politics, nonfiction, fiction. Learn about World War I. That's a book I'm currently listening to with my Audible membership. It's called The First World War. I know quite a bit about World War II. Uh, far from an expert, but I didn't know a lot about World War One, And I was just talking to some family members recently about how different World War One and Two were because of technology. It was a fascinating discussion, and I was able to participate because... I've been listening to The First World War by John Keegan. So so you're able to be more part of the conversation when topics come up like that with family and friends when you are listening to an audiobook. So uh, go check out membership. It's free. Just try it for 30 days. See what you think. Audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So I think with the women's match yesterday, the biggest issue AEW had, and I mentioned this on the round table last night, was that if you're going to have one women's match on the main card, you can't all of a sudden have these like smorgasbord, like 58 minute matches. And then be like, all right, ladies, you got 67 seconds, go. Because you are going to be full scumbag. Mm -hmm. So you give the match 15 minutes. And I think it was just inside the territory of a match that you think is a coronation for Ty in terms of, hey, look how far she's come. And also a test for British champion. How far can you take a less experienced uh, colleague in the ring? And I think it was, I would give it a B, B plus in terms of, they knew, the, like you mentioned with the, the CM Punk match, they knew the assignment. I think in the ladies' case, they knew the assignment, didn't quite get there, but I think it wasn't their fault. When they did the air raid crash on that um, on that darn, uh, the hardest part of the ring on the apron, that's when people were like, holy crap, they're going for it, going for it. And that's what kind of changed it for me. But I think overall, that match would have been better if Miro and Danielson went 17. Uh, the Young Bucks match went like 16. And I wouldn't touch the MJF open because that MJF match with him and uh, uh, Darby was that's going to be something I'd put on. If I was a wrestler, that's on my video resume. Oh, those 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 dudes were cooking. I, I said and, when, and as soon as I saw them open up just wrestling, wrestling, I said, oh, OK, I see what we're going for here. And I, I was like, all right. But if you I think what you could do. Mm hmm. I think you could move if you wanted to keep the same time length for that women's match, have that move that's the opener. And I know mm -hmm. some people will be like, oh, why the women got to, you know, I understand that may come, but you give them that same time and move MJF and Darby. I think it works a little bit better. Just me. I don't know why. I just feel like it works a little bit better. And I think a lot of it has, it has it to do with a lot of what we, what we've been conditioned to see with women matches. And it's like, Oh, when the women's come, when the women's match come is like a filler or it's a bathroom. Mm -hmm. you know, we're way past that. I know that. But conditioning people to say, no, the women can go 20, 30 minutes too. It's going to be a process. And if you keep, I think if you keep going with this, as far as like um, pay-per-views, I think people will get used to it. But I think it was just the sort of thing people were just expecting. Okay. We know, um, Brett Britt's going to win this match, but we didn't know it was going to be this type of match. And I thought the match was great. Like I said, I say Ty Conti in a year, 
Yeah, those women, all those women on the roster are gonna have to keep their head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. She's really like leaps and bounds way past what she was in um NXT. And like I said, it's just because you know you get those reps, you get better with anything. So uh yeah. And comp- uh, one thing I, I saw on Twitter a lot last night too, Jeff, that I want to give credit to several people who, who mentioned it. The, the one thing uh, and that WWE does really well is teach facials of reacting to close pinfalls because she had that down. She had, but she mixed that with whatever style she's creating as she continues to wrestle in AEW. So you have that drama and the wrestling married, and it's such a great combination. It's just so good to see. And like you said, a year from now, she's going to be a problem. She's going to be a real problem. And honestly, if I think I get the dark order, her and TJ, you know, she's kind of like an associate or affiliate of the dark order, or like she could come to the club, but she ain't got to have a jacket on. If this is sons of anarchy, Um, I think she would be great in team Taz. Yay. Yeah. Shooters got to shoot, stick her in there with the crew, let her, let her move, but then their heels. So that's going to be the only problem. Like that outfit she had on yesterday was a very rocked up. Like I thought she was doing a walkout for a UFC match. And she's one of the other two, the two people, ironically, two people who haven't been in a UFC fight look like they were ready for a UFC fight in her and Eddie Kingston tonight. It absolutely was like a, a a street fighter DLC <laughs> DLC gear. I was like, and I liked it too. Cause I'm like, okay, she knows like, this is my, this is my like main event match. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a chance at the women's title. Like, no, I'm gonna change it up. Cause it's different. It's not me coming out with the same thing. I wore for dynamite or, you know, rampage or whatever. It's and it had a different feel. And that means something with matches like that. Like that, just that little small thing like that. Yeah. And, and, and I like the fact even though I thought it was kind of reductive that the argument for Tay Conti was you have a butt and that's the only reason your people like you and from Brit. I like the fact that she pushed against that in the match. Just she could like, if this was WWE, you absolutely would have seen a new outfit, but it would have been like, butt related, you know what I mean? Like it would have yeah. been something like, like a, 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 an ode to Billy Gunn, if you will. Right. And into it. yeah, but with this, no, she's like, no, I'm not just a body. I am, a judoka i'm a jiu-jitsu practitioner and you could hear kind of like the jealousy in brit's voice when she was saying you know you might have all these brown and green and whatever belts but i got the belt that matters it's like okay so you know she could tune you up you mm-hmm. just trying to make sure you get those words in before you get tuned up i respect that <laughs> yeah it, oh god the video packets were awesome but yeah. pretty much the whole video package for all of it was just great it was it was a it was a great show it was a great show yeah, and and actually, I'm going to take a minute to to pull out the for Sunday, November 14th, 2021. You're listening to the PW Torch Daily Cast, and typically when it's Sunday, you wouldn't be listening to the deep dive with Rich Fan. However, due to schedules in life, we're on a Sunday for once. So I'm joined here by my main man Jeff from Jeff versus the World, and as part of my November series where it's kind of Thanksgiving and we're giving thanks to some of the other content providers, podcasters, and just good humans that I like hanging out with and just love supporting. We're, we're going to take a page out of Jeff's book. We're starting with his I'm Not Dave podcast where he talks about wrestling. And eventually we're going to move into a, 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 a Jeff versus the World special of uh, Hood Classics where we talk about uh, what, what Charlotte's getting right and what Becky's getting wrong in terms of the bride from Kill Bill and more. But uh, before we get started with that, we're going to talk a little bit more about some uh, of what we just saw last night at uh, All Elite Wrestling's 
full gear pay-per-view. And uh, for that, you can also look in our VIP section where I led a roundtable with uh, Tyler Sage, our contributor for Ring of Honor and all sorts of fun content, and uh, Torch assistant editor, uh, Zach Haydorn. And I, at some point, my brain stopped working and I started, I went full Ron Burgundy, but we're going to let that go. Uh, Jeff, my man, thank you for taking the time. Before we get started with some more of this, tell folks about where you do, where you do it, and how they can get it. Uh, I am Jeff, and I have the show, Podcast Jeff versus the World, where I have uh, shows as far as, you know, movies. We It's hood classics, so you can come on in, me and my man Shahid. We review movies that we enjoy. Uh, we just pick a different movie each week, and then we review it. We have different people on there. We've had Rich on there. We have Cam on there. Uh, we had my man Rashani on there. Different people have came in and, you know, sat down and just talked about movies. We... We talk about movies that we enjoy. We usually try to stay away from movies that we don't enjoy. Um, and I just noticed that was the thing that me and Shahid talked about as far as when we started the podcast. Because, you know, it's it's easy to pick on bad movies or movies that just aren't fun. And a lot of podcasts do that. But we wanted to stay away from that. So, yeah, you we've done over 100 shows, probably <laughs> maybe 150 before Hood Classics, we were um, reviewing movies, but as far as the Hood Classics show, we have 100 movies there. I also have the I Am Not Dave Wrestling Podcast I do with my man Manny, um, which now we have we have a schedule. <laughs> and that was the issue uh, that was happening. We just was doing spontaneous shows here and there, but now we have it that we at least come together once a month to talk all the good things that's going on in wrestling and some of the uh, bad that's going on in wrestling because sometimes those things need to be highlighted too. Um, and also the last show, uh, Bad Meaning Bad or Bad Meaning Good, is just a collective of, a collection, excuse me, of some of my favorite podcasters and friends and we just get together and we pick a movie each month and this month will be, uh, is it this month? No. Is it this month, Rich? Oh, yeah, it's this month. Yeah, it's this month, yeah. and we are doing it this week. It's going to be uh, my contribution to uh, a, good me a bad meeting, bad, bad meeting, good with uh, the Christophe Lambert iced tea classic, Mean Guns. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that because it's been so long since I watched that movie. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also, every Saturday, we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week, covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But, uh, yeah, it's just a collection of uh, podcasts as friends. We've come together. We pick a mo- pick one movie each month. And we just have a bunch of us, three to two people, sometimes four. And we just talk about the movie that we are watching because sometimes the question needs to be, is this movie bad good or is it just a bad, bad movie? Uh, A la um, The Room, (laughs) for example, in Trolls 2. But we don't hit on those movies specifically. We think outside the box. uh, So it's more like that. But yeah, those are the three podcasts that I got going. And you can find them anywhere that you listen to your podcast, Apple. Uh, anywhere you look find a podcast, you can find out um, Jeff versus the world. So it's easy. Yeah, and I, I think uh, this is he's the, Jeff's the king escape style because he is a master of he will add read in a way that we talked about Tay Conti's jujitsu. You think you're hearing a, a story about a man dealing with a, you know, a, a leprechaun. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're in a manscape dad and didn't even know it, but that's how Jeff works. He's a ninja with this stuff. So I always respect the hustle, respect the game. Uh, we had talking about, AEW full gear. We won't go over the whole car because I don't want to. Uh, we we got a, a a set schedule for this show, and I don't want to take away from what we had was which was a great idea. But what matches stood out to you, or what did you want to talk about that were your takeaways from the show? Um, my takeaway from the show is that I think Tony Khan. Um, I think he has a good grasp of his audience. Um, as far as making them go home happy. Like if this was in somebody else's hands, I'm not sure how it would have worked. And you can talk about New Japan and you can talk about WWE as examples because I almost thought about it. What if they have Omega win 
And it brought me back to um, Naito and his journey to get to the um, championship. And I was like, no, Tony Khan wouldn't do that. And he did the right thing because it's been like a two-year build and it was his time. It was um, Hangman's time. But I could talk about all the matches that stuck out to me. It's just one thing that's bothering me about this show. And it was just that Jay Lethal, that's what we're doing? I mean, I think it's too much baggage there. Um, yes, I want more representation. And I thought for sure, you know, if anything, Jermaine Grisham, Shane Taylor, <laughs> right there. I don't know how I, I'm, I'm just indifferent about the whole Jay Lethal thing. I saw, you know, some people are really excited and some people Google is your friend. I'll just say that. So if you know, you know, and I'm seeing like, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But that's the one thing that really stuck out outside of the wrestling, outside of the great moments, outside of the fantastic matches that we had. And, you know, we could talk about the length that we did. And that's just, you know, I guess maybe being nitpicky or, or maybe it is a concern or something to me to look at. But the Jay Lethal thing is just one of those things I think that, could just backfire in a, in a major way that I'm not sure Tony Khan or anybody in uh, AEW is ready for. Yeah, I, I think there's several levels with that. I, miss, I mentioned on the roundtable, and the more I thought about it, the more I, I disqualified it during the roundtable, but it seems from folks on Twitter and just talking to people that it seems to be the case. I said he's a trial balloon or could have been a trial balloon for Flair. And in terms of if he's going to come in and he's going to be able to do all of his Jay Lethal stuff, not just the in-ring, but the quote-unquote entertainment, the comedy, et cetera. Mm -hmm. That's especially given the speaking out allegations where several women in Ring of Honor said they they accused him of improprieties as part of their uh, – in order to get pushes or in order to get uh, seen by management. And, you know, he put out a statement refuting this, but, you know, it would have been helpful either during the scrum or – you know, at some point, like AEW does a sit down and talk about what was the process to vet him, just like what was the process to vet Mike Tyson or vet, you know, Darby Allen had speaking out allocations and and, and they kind of just roll with it and just kept it moving. And right. and so that is where they're at. I think they're treating it kind of like it. we're going to see where it goes. And if if people have issues, we'll we'll we'll, you know, adjust. But if it's just going to be on Twitter, we can live with it being on Twitter. And that's, you know, that's that's not, I, I don't want to say it's a slippery slope to WWE, but it is something you got to bear watching because uh, I, I also, I see a lot of people trying to conflate him, uh, him being Dave Lethal with uh, say Sammy Guevara or, you know, something like that. And I'm, I, I, I take umbrage with that because even if you think he was disingenuous, Sammy made an action to get better. He did something that said what I was doing was wrong and I am trying to get better with, by saying that you're also really, unless you're, you're, you know, if you don't like Moxley, then you're also going to say the same thing when he comes back. Mm -hmm. This is just a guy with an alcohol problem who wanted to get cleaned up before he got in trouble. It's like, that's a very cynical view of someone trying to get better. Right. And so it, so it's either two, one of two things, either you're saying this because you feel like he legitimately didn't try to get better, or it's just because you don't like him and you want to just take a shot. 
And if it's that case, then you're being very, you know, in my opinion, morally bankrupt to to take shots at him when you know you won't do the same thing for, say, Mox or, you know, go back when Jake did his rehabs or Scott Hall, any other wrestler, oh, any other yeah. human that needs help. Right. I mean, I, I think about like, uh, you know, my dad, I mentioned that on the everything like my dad is a man who struggled with drugs and alcohol. I have always had a very different look at pro wrestlers who had those sorts of addictions because I saw how hard he works and has worked to keep that off his back. But it's there. You know, even when my son plays hockey, I'm careful. You know, I had to have a talk with him yesterday about like his ankle hurt and he wanted to keep playing. I was like, okay, if it's pain, let's talk about it. Let's see if we can manage it. If it's an injury, we can't play on it. But what I'm not going to do is have you take pain pills because in our family, we have a lot of people who have addictive personalities and substance abuse is there. And this is a nine-year-old, but I wanted him to understand, like, you're in a tough sport and I'd rather you approach it like Mick Foley than, um, Scott Hall. Mm, yeah. And, sure. And, sure. and, and, and I think with, you know, bringing that all the way back to Jay lethal, there's going to be a reckoning. Someone's going to have to, at some point, Tony's going to have to have that conversation with someone. And that also means someone's going to have to ask that question. I, you know, because of Rona and because it was in Minnesota and I have like a million things going on. I had a playoff game last week and all this, I couldn't exactly plan to be a full gear, but you best believe if I'm at a scrum, that is not a, difficult question for me to ask that is not something where uh i'm gonna feel out there you know because i've been in that scrum when Britt baker was by herself and she wasn't the star she is now and i was one of the four people who asked her a question out of 20 that were there that just kind of like waited for her to leave to go to someone quote unquote more popular like that this this if wrestling is going to be treated like media you have to ask those questions and i think there is going to be with lethal this constant uh, question that's in the air. And if people, Tony in particular, don't address it, it's only going to lead to bad faith actors add into the argument instead of it being a discussion. And that's always what I hate. Like when you get that fool who jumps into a conversation and they're just trying to be ignorant, it's like, that's why I only mess with WWE anyway. You guys don't know how to handle people. Like, okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sit down, Elmer. Yeah. Well, Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. What do you think? I've done a lot of talking, Jeff. It's just, a, it's just a thing of, you know, wrestling is already, you know, what it is, what it's built on, the people that they hire. We've seen it in various promotions. It's just not, you know, a thing with AEW. I just hope, and I think the biggest thing for me was I'm seeing that change that, you know, that Tony Khan talked about way back when, you know, when maybe it shouldn't have been a timetable. And it would have worked out a lot better. And, you know, on his side, it's working out now. And, you know, you can see it slowly but surely. You see, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing with me last night, if none of these allegations were around, I am like, oh, wow, Jay Lethal, you know, you know, I wish he would have came sooner or I wish he would have tried A, B, C, or D. But, you know, he's really going to be 
a great over there. And I'm sure, you know, as far as in ring stuff, he will be great over there. But the first thing I think about, I, as soon as I saw his name, I'm like, what happened with those allegations? That's, that's the yeah. first thing that came to my head. Cause I'm just like, yeah, you know, I know he's been in ring and honor and I know they, I guess they did, you know, their the quote unquote, internal yeah, investigation. Yeah. yeah. I know how that goes. Um, believe yeah. me, I got a job. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I know how those <laughs> I know how those things work out. So, for me, just being black and just seeing another black man come on TV, and that was the first thing I thought about. I was kind of like, I was kind of like, damn, this felt kind of weird. I don't know. And I guess you know, it's just me getting older, and just me, you know, especially when it comes to like with sexual allegations and with females. I, no, you know, what are we doing here? Like, you really need to know. What's going on? What happened? Are you 100% sure? And I'm hoping AEW did that. I'm hoping. Because again, my eyes, I was thinking like, oh, you know, this is just a landing spot for Jermaine Grisham. You know, you know, if things eventually clear, clean up a little bit in Japan, you know, these guys, Brian and all them can go over there and do their G1s or whatever it may be and still, and still work for AEW. And just seeing Jay Leith, I don't know. It just made me feel weird. Um, and I just hope it's a thing. I hope it don't get worse for them because the snowball, the snowball is built. Nance is ready to go down the hill. I saw the snowball last night. After I was thinking that, I think after the show went off, and now you know you get on Twitter, you just see people saying, "Well, what about the allegations?" And then you know you see a lot of women coming out very strongly, as they should, about this whole thing. And you know it's about to be pushed over the hill pretty soon, and these questions are going to come up, and you can't react like you did, you know. When you got that question about the women that cut somebody off and be sassy, Tony, you really got to talk about these things. You really got to be at least honest as much as you can be as be honest as you can to, to the audience that's paying, paying you to come see their product. And I know it's a lot of a lot of people out there that, that they don't really care about that stuff. All they care about is their arm drags and hip tosses. You know, oh, yeah, they entertain me. But for me, it's just a whole totally different thing. And I just just hope, you know, he's okay. You know, he's okay with this and they did everything they can to make sure everything is square. Cause I would hate to see this turn bad, you know, because I all we've already went through, um, uh, Velveteen dream. We already went through that. And I'm speaking, you know, as far as, you know, black fans and, you know, putting somebody on that pedestal too soon, mm-hmm. too, too soon. And then finding out that and just being like heartbroken and being like, well, damn, you know, like, this is a guy that I was really invested in. And now it's just like they erased him pretty much from, you know, the history of NXT as much as they can. And it's just like, yeah, you know, we thought, and here's another instance where somebody's coming in and it's like, I don't know. So yeah, that was just the one thing that really stuck out to me after the show, after, you know, all the feelings, the good emotions, as far as, you know, Hangman and the matches, that one thing just really was in the back of my head. And, you know, it's just, just things got to be, you know, on the up and up because it, like I said, wrestling is already a dirty business. You know, how it started, how it is. We live through the attitude area. We got dark side of the ring. Just <laughs> look at that. Yeah. And I'll tell you everything you need to know. So I just don't want this to be another, you know, and I don't want this to be at a future episode two years from now. So yeah, that's where I'm at. No. And I think that's valid and kind of feeling that that's tough, man. And 
Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about the lethal side. We talked about Tony's side. But then for, you know, for the women who are AEW fans and, you know, for the women who are AEW fans that pay money for heels and this happens, how does, how does that work? I know. I know. <laughs> Not only that, the, the 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 women that did come out who are you know professional wrestlers or fans or whoever that's watching that show last night and see that and like the anger and hurt of what they must be feeling I couldn't even imagine because it's just like what so you telling me he just is it's pretty much like oh you know I'm okay I I still get to move in this environment. And it's just, it's just, mm, it's just, the, it's just, this is the hard thing, man. It's just the hard thing to, for me to really wrap my head around. It's a hard thing to accept. And it just, it doesn't make me feel, uh, it don't make me feel good at all. And I know, I know how that might sound. Cause Hey, you watch wrestling, you know, whatever stuff like that, but this is somebody where the allegations have occurred and it didn't happen 20 years ago. And it didn't happen, you know, under some, you know, under, under, under without Twitter or anything. It happened in this like real time of Twitter and and all these promotions going on. So how much did Ring of Honor look into this? How much did they really look into this? Because, you know, something like that is just super serious. And I just think, God forbid, something like that happened again in AEW. And then you like, oh, you know, all these questions going to have to answer, be answered from by, you know, by somebody. And they're going to look at Tony Khan. You're going to be the one they look at. You're going to be doing something. Why did you, you know, you've already heard about this. We don't know. And it's just a thing. I just hope everybody is sure, man. I hope everybody knows. Like I said, I would have been, I would have been fine with seeing some, maybe somebody else from Ring of Honor. And I'm sure it may be some more folks that pop up. But, um, yeah, you know, I just hope they're sure, you know, I just, I've always had to, une- after all, after all, after all this went down, after the allegations came out, I was a fan of Jay Lethal. Now I'm just, I'm indifferent with him. Cause I don't know. Yeah. You know, so, so I just see him and I'm just unsure. And I'm just like, Ugh, I don't know. You know, I'm not going to tell nobody not to cheer for him. That's what you're going to do. But like I said, you know, Google is your friend. I'm not going to talk about it here. Y'all have to, y'all, y'all have to do is just Google. Jay Lethal allegations and, you know, take it, take it from there, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And I think that's the big issue, the line. A lot of people have the lines that we see, we've seen this for years. And I think in professional wrestling and now with Twitter, there's become a, uh, a heightening of that line. But when you look at, say, when people consider Michael Jackson as an artist, or you look at uh, questions they may have had about uh, other uh, artists or, you know, for me, you know, growing up in New York and then moving to a rural area like the Poconos, you know, you'd hear Gary Glitter all the time. And then you find out about Gary Glitter and you're like, uh, why are we playing this song before games? Or, you know, name anyone else that's kind of like kind of turned into a full scumbag, you know, after the fact, like, like, you know, the Monday Night Football dude when he right. got busted and then now he's back. Like, so there's always this line of like, what, what, what is it unacceptable? When is it acceptable? And so I'm like, with with Lethal, the wrestler, I'm seeing a black dude like that in a spot is great. But then it's this the monkey's paw in terms yeah. of like the curse and the blessing all in one because now you have these questions, 
And it's like you have Dante Martin, you have everything going right now with Lee Moriarty and Leo Rush. And like there's no issues. It's just everybody can be happy. But now, unfortunately, you bring in Jay Lethal and as much as he could be a great wrestler, as much as he could be an entertaining wrestler, he is also now going to be a wrestler that people have questions about. And some of it's going to be, uh, honestly, it's going to be less of what we maybe talk about here, less of what we see on Twitter and more of what we see in the arena. If people react to him the way they react to Cody, he won't be long for AEW. That'll be something that kind of course corrects. But the issue may be is if the paying audience is in and the ratings stay up and you know there are no negative markers We're now on Patreon. By popular demand, you can now support us directly through Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We have three tiers, including an entry-level tier one that takes the ads and plugs away. You can have the VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast. That's 14 podcasts per week, but with the ads and plugs edited out, plus you get the VIP after shows. Don't be left out anymore from those for just $4.99 at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We also have a second tier and a third tier where you can upgrade to get other VIP content, including other VIP podcasts and the PW Torch newsletter, the current ones and 20 years ago version. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. Or, go, go or, or the paying the paying audience does not in the know find out about this. Yeah, because I trust and believe everybody. Everybody is not on. Everybody's not. Everybody doesn't listen to Dave Meltzer. Everybody doesn't go online looking for news. Right. So it could be that audience would be like, "Wait a minute, what? They hired who? And for what? And then again, let me say this: This is not me." saying anything about guilt or innocence that's not for me to do my thing is i just want companies to be held accountable for things like this because if you if something goes bad you can't blame anybody but yourself mm-hmm. you're the one who went to them you got them for whatever reason and i'm sure you know i i, I have a small idea what some of the reason was and i think you know what i'm talking about rich mm-hmm. um but again, like you say, you have these young ads. You have, um, uh, 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 I was about to call him Bearcat. I can't believe that. Chief Lee, there you go. You almost, they almost got you, Jeff. They almost got you. Oh my God, got you what <laughs> Bearcat. Bearcat Lee, as he's been known for a smooth, oh like, 13 days. Forgive me, Keith Lee. Uh, yeah, we got Keith Lee, you know, out there, you know, pretty much a free, you know, if we're going to be a free agent, whatever. So it's just like, okay. So I just, yeah, not to ramble on about this. Just always, you know, companies, people, just kind of have a much as a good idea who you're rooting for, who you're signing, who you're carrying on about. Because again, you look at Velveteen Dream, and I saw a lot of people' hearts just drop. And it wasn't like they knew him. It was the, oh, I really enjoyed that. They were so invested in the character to see that the man outside of that character was a whole different person. 
You know, just kind of like people just like, ew, like, you know, they may, it may, especially black folks, it made, us, it made us feel a certain type of way. So I just don't want that feeling again. I have a little bit of breaking news I got to throw out because this is hilarious and sad. So AJ Francis, top dollar, put out a disc track this morning. Uh-oh. About 30, 35 minutes after he put it out, he had to put out the following tweet. And I want to get your reaction, unfortunately, uh, which I'll get to in a minute. I won't be able to send you because I was trying to scramble to get it saved so I could send it to you so that you could hear it. Uh, when Gender and Shanky made jokes about the culture and turned their hat backwards and beatboxed all the things that were making fun of my culture, I literally left and they, capital they, know that. I responded with a track doing the same thing in fun with the point of entertainment. End tweet. Oh boy. Um... His original diss track, which is now deleted, uh, Maharaja diss, stop playing with us. Uh, he, like I said, has now deleted. And uh, I can't really, can't really uh, put into words. Like oh. he said some stuff in there. And the first thing people said was, you know, the that's racist meme gif. And he turned off replies, and now he's deleted the tweet. Okay, I'll say this. Yeah. Even me not even listening to it, but me having an idea. If those guys were basically, you know, going back and forth, you know, like sometimes we do on Twitter, you know, they should have kept that in the DMs. Mm-hmm. Just send it to each other. Okay, you got me. I got this for you or whatever. Because you can't do that now. Like, you you can't, it's just no way. Like I was talking to Jay the other day and I was like, you can't have, we can't do handy. You can't, you can't do handyman no more on living color. You can't do that. Like what do you think that's going to fly? You, you, you can't do it. It's just certain things you can't do. Something like that can't be done because somebody's going to feel a certain type of way about it. And yeah. you have to be sensitive to, other people's feelings and how they feel about stuff today. It's just not fair to them for you to do that, to maybe get a joke off on your buddies or friends or whatever, because other people are going to see it different and you can't tell somebody else how to feel. Got to be very cautious of that stuff. So I just feel like whatever it was, whatever he said, maybe should have just been sent to them personally or whatever, because once you put it out there in the public, that's over with. You put it out there. And I think his name is coming up a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. For good or for bad, his name is just coming up too much. Uh, My man flew too close to the sun, Jeff. Oh, he uh, he got oh, the young bucks. Don't you know the don't young bucks reacted and said, you know, we spend more sneakers than NXT stars make, and then he he, he fired back and. Uh, then you know the acclaim jumped in and then he had to fire back and then you know bfab got fired and he didn't say anything and and then they's in the feud with uh shanky and uh and and gender and gender you, just, you know you know you just triggered me because all i thought about was icarus and i just thought about it yeah oh. you just talk about eternals <laughs> thought about Etern- i know that's what i did it to- i know i did it to you. i know i know my friend oh. i, I, I I've never been so bad if you know <laughs> Never been so mad. 
now my head hurts. This is a good laugh. That was a good laugh. Oh my god, that yeah, he flew too close. I'm just get out. I'm gonna get out of here easy. Let me just go fly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Gotta go. This is this is this is okay. So this is a good way for us to transition to the movies. Uh, real quick, obviously spoiler free. Thoughts on Eternals, and uh, I have one particular point that I, I've been waiting to ask someone I can trust. Uh, one one of the main uh, conceits of the Eternals is like their you know nature of being time travelers, etc. Not time travel, but like standing the test of time, almost like Highlander. Right. Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie were the best representatives to ever portray that because they haven't aged. Yes, absolutely. Like it was unnatural to see them with men and women that were like 20 years, they're younger and they look like they're the older ones. Wrestling fans. Are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life? Well, we're those kind of people too, but we do so with mixed martial arts. I'm Robert Vallejos, host of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, every Monday on PW Torch's Daily Cast lineup. Not only do we cover every UFC and Bellator event, we provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand at PWTorchDailyCast.com where you can check out the entire lineup of the PW Torch Daily Casts. I, I thought that was great casting because I was like, and I just had to sit back and think about it. I was like, Angelina Jolie. I'm like, man, she's still in action movies. And like, mm-hmm. this time, this is where Hollywood is like, no, 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 no more. You're action. a mom. You're yeah. the aunt. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought that was great casting. Um, my thoughts on Eternals is this. And I told Shahid, it's a super adult movie. Mm-hmm. And I think Ah, I want to say if you're a certain age, I think if you like in the age bracket of me and Rich, I think you enjoy the movie. Um, and I talked about this on Twitter. Initially going into the movie, I was seeing reviews and it just felt like white males didn't enjoy this movie for whatever reasons. Yeah. And I'm not going to get into those, but it was various reasons why they didn't enjoy it. But any women or somebody of color, they seem to be more receptive of the movie. And I couldn't figure out why it was like that until I went and watched the movie myself. I'm not sure it's of a thing of the woke movement and I'm starting to come around to people saying, yeah, that, that woke, people who use woke is a slur now. That's basically what it's come down to. You're using a slur. It's easier for you to say that because it really, really comes down to what a lot of white male reviewers of film don't like diversity. 
They don't. And it's, it's and I've seen it done to cow- Cowboy Bebop now. Just certain mm. like little small things they're saying. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Now, if you if you have a pros, if you have a problem with the woke movement, if you want to say, why are you big fans of the X-Men? Why are you reading Marvel? I, I don't know what you're talking about, Jeff. I mean, the <laughs> X-Men are just superheroes. I don't, I don't, they, they fly and they got stuff, right? Charles Xavier and Magneto are supposed to be Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Surprise. Did that whoa, surprise whoa, y'all anything? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a little, that's a, that is a strong take, sir. You mean to tell me the guy who wanted to peacefully coexist and the guy who wanted to use force by any means necessary force? Oh, now I see it. Oh. Oh, does that shake y'all up? Are you shaking in your boots? And it just is, it amazes me how people can look, can read the X Men for years, years and years and years, and have a problem with diversity. I, 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 I will not understand it. Oh, why are we getting a She Hulk? Why are we getting a Miss Marvel? Because they've been there for years. Like these are things, these are the arguments, these discussions that I see so many people have. It's just insane. Getting back to Eternals, I thought it was a, I thought there was a fantastic movie. I really enjoyed. Would I say it's one of Marvel's top movies? No, I would like to sit down with a second viewing to watch it again, which I might go on my next off day, just, you know, just to watch it again. But what I will say, they did set, set a great up. They set it up great for a sequel. And folks better get ready. Because I think one thing that's happening with Marvel is once people got outside of Iron Man, Captain America, uh, Thor, now we're getting into the, uh, the other side of Marvel. And I'm not sure people are really... The household names are kind of going away. And now you get into some of the other side, you know, other uh, um, characters of Marvel and people are kind of like, oh, you know, they just don't they they don't know what to do. They don't know how to take it. So it's going to take some time. And as I was telling Shahid, I'm hoping it gets a sequel um, because I like it. I get it. You just try to make me work on a Sunday. This is the Lord's Day. Jeff got me working. I wasn't even thinking, but. Yeah, you got just you got certain things that's happened in the movie that sets up a sequel, and also um, they really with a great, um, I guess we'll say final scene sets up what else is going to be happening in Marvel. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. But Eternals is a, it, it's a great movie. It's, it's it's visually it's nothing that you have ever seen in Marvel. It's a different style. Um, and again, it's just a very, a very adult movie. Um, and I think it's hard for younger people to get into certain topics and stuff like that. I felt that um, his name is slipping me right now. Uh, the guy from um, Atlanta. Ooh, uh, ooh, uh, ooh. Wait, what? Creflo Dollar? Wait, there's a lot of dudes from Atlanta. No, the guy from the Atlanta TV show from FX. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, um, David Terry Henry. Fantastic. Fantastic. Just what he went through as far as his um, story arc and 
what he had to deal with, I thought was just super great. Cause it's like, what do you do with all that? And it's like, everybody just had to simmer down, simmer down. (laughs) Like (laughs) you're moving too fast. So, uh, yeah, if, if me personally, if you haven't gone to see internals, I would say go uh, as soon as you can, because I think you would enjoy it more in theater than you would at home. But uh, I'll just leave it at that because um, I don't want to I want I just want to start going into the movie, but I can't. no that's good and so what we're going to do now is we're going to go into a movie that's been around for a while because this is a good tie-in to kind of like hook classics and bad meaning bad bad meaning good uh wanted to talk a little bit about wrestling too with becky lynch because this is a three-year anniversary of her having her kill bill bride moment where she had that bloody picture concussed in the uh uh in the upper deck of the arena as they got ready for their brand supremacy survivor series event as one does. And I think in that time in between, we can look at both her and her evolution and even taking the original source material and how Uma Thurman never really got a chance to evolve past the bride into more uh, nuanced roles that like Angelina just did in the Eternals. I mean, I would have loved to have seen Uma in something like that. Uh, but what do you think? Like when I threw this to you, you were ready to jump on it. So what do you think first from the Becky standpoint, and then we'll try to tear up, uh, chop up the, the, the Uma side. Um, I think just so many things fell into Becky's lap. Uh, and when I say that, I'm just saying in the sense of so many things had to happen. Like what happens if she doesn't get bust open? What happened if Nia Jax throws a clean, solid, nice punch that doesn't harm her at all? Do we even, you know what I mean? Are we here right now? Like, I, I question that. It's like, without that blood, without that small little thing of blood, hard way, are we here? I always think about that. Um, and it was a thing of, I think that the audience was telling, uh, telling you know, Vince and whoever in the back, like, no, um, we want to get behind her. This is who we want. And it, it was just this, hate to say it, but this kind of like Austin-ish, Danielson type, like, no, we're getting behind her but no matter what. And they just kept on pushing Charlotte. And it was just like, okay. The fans just, and, and it was around that time where fans were just like, no, we're going to boo. And it, it was almost of a thing of where the fans really did have control to a certain degree. Like, you can put Charlotte out here all you want, but right now, Becky is the thing, and this is what we want. Tying that into Uma and Kill Bill, as I told you, Uma was just a couple of years too too early. And when I say that, you said Angela Jolie, and I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. And Angela Jolie was our Trish Stratus. Where... In that time, when she was doing those, you know, you know, Tomb Raider movies and stuff like that, Trish Stratus was like, she was, she was doing her thing. She got better. She got, she, you know, she started to be that standard for that time, you know, in that women's division where like, you know, you get a match with her, you're good. And you had your leaders and stuff like that. And I look at those two women, especially Uma, because you felt like after Kill Bill, Oh, she's going to be on a roll. She's going to get more roles like this. And she didn't. I think her next action action movie was 
my super ex-girlfriend. I could be wrong, but I think that was her next action movie. And that was nothing like Kill Bill. Nothing at all. And in the text, like I told you, she crawled. So Charlize Theron can run. Because now Charlize Theron can do whatever she wants. Yep. We, about to get a, we about to get a, uh, what is it? Um, Old Guard 2. Oh, nice. She, she did Old Guard 1. You know, she did all these action movies. And it's like, oh, she can do action. Atomic Blonde. It's like, she can do that now. But Uma, it was just like, nobody capitalized off that Kill Bill momentum. Like they should have. Like, okay, let me write a script specifically for her. It ain't no come call, you know, it ain't no casting call or nothing. I'm gonna write something for her. Just like I believe Quentin did. He wrote that for her. And maybe, you know, maybe it should have been a Kill Bill 3 after that. I don't know. You know, he still talks about it to this day. Like, no, maybe I might do it. Maybe I won't. We'll see. But I just felt like they didn't capitalize off of Uma. Now Uma is in that stage of mom, grandmom, or whatever it may be. But at that time in 2003? Yeah. Oh, man. The iron was hot. And luckily, going back to WWE, they didn't do that with Becky. They didn't, they, they tried to a little bit. It was a little pushback, but they didn't give the pushback they did with uh, Brian. Because that was something that went on for a while before they were like, okay, throwing up our hands, y'all got it. But Becky, they just rolled it and they rolled it all the way to WrestleMania to her winning that three-way match. And to, this, and to where she is now, either whoever you're talking to, 1A or 1B, Roman or her. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just that way now. And I just think that as far as everything with Becky, I think... I don't want to say it happened easy for her because nothing was easy. Nothing's easy for none of these guys and guys and girls and women that uh, perform and do what they're doing. But I will say she didn't get a lot of pushback because I think the fans really put their foot down and were like, no, stop, just knock it off. To her even like just eclipsing, not eclipsing, but like, no, when you talk about Charlotte, you're going to talk about me. Mm -hmm. There's no getting around it. Yeah, you can talk about Charlotte numbers, as far as title wins, but as far as superstars, is either me or her. And, I, and I'm going to always say it's me. But I'll let you take it from there and then I'll wait for you to jump back in. Check out our new 2021 PW Torch VIP podcast lineup, including Everything with Rich Fan. Hosted by Wade Keller, where on weekends we get together and talk about everything. And that includes our popular Off the Beaten Path segment, where either Rich or I present each other with something to watch that's Off the Beaten Path, and we dissect and analyze and react to it. Sometimes it's weird, sometimes it's nostalgic, sometimes it's therapeutic, and sometimes it's just plucking something from the past that would work today that's not being done. But we talk about uh, WWE, NXT, AEW, all the current events in professional wrestling also. It's a different format in a fresh podcast dynamic with Rich and me. Every weekend, everything with Rich Fan is part of the new PW Torch VIP podcast lineup for 2021. Yeah, so I wanted to, I wanted to hit you with this real quick because when you mentioned Charlie's got to run 
do you realize that they had this happening at the same time and Charlize just kept moving and Uma, they locked down? And I think some of that might have been her injuries from Kill Bill. But what I mean by that is in 2003, you get Kill Bill. You also get the Italian job. Right. Then Uma, Uma goes on to do Kill Bill Volume 2, Be Cool, the producers. And then in 06, she does My Super Ex-Girlfriend. Right. Charlize does, after Aeon Flux, uh, Arrested Development for a minute is Rita, which was just ridiculous. For, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so many reasons. But then in 08, she does Hancock. Right. So they're mirrored, like a little bit of a mirror. But then it become bang, 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 because she does all these random movies. But when it's time for her to do what they did with Uma, she gets Prometheus. Mm-hmm. She gets Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm-hmm. She gets A Million Ways to Die in the West. She gets Mad Max. And from Mad Max, it's just like that booster rocket. You get the Huntsman Winner's War, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, Atomic Blonde, Fate of the Fury, which again, once you get put into the 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 the, the fast universe, you will be an action star for the rest of your life. Right, she's pretty much the, the way they have it in that universe, she is the main villain at this yep. point. Still. Yep. Like they're basically gonna need the rock, Jason Thaisdom. Vin Diesel and the entire fast crew to bring her down. Like that's where she's been. She's been booked to be the Brock Lesnar of the fast universe. Pretty much. Pretty much. And then you give her bombshell, which was, uh, you know, the Megyn Kelly story. Then she comes back to fast, the old guard, old guard Two, atomic blonde Two, And you look at my girl, Uma. Mm -hmm. And she gets Percy Jackson in 2010. She gets the slap which was just rife for jokes in terms of that TV. Do you remember that TV show, Jeff? No, not at all. Okay, so you and Shahid, I, 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 you might need to throw that on the Patreon because I think if he hears it from me, he or he's going to know it's a trap. So this was an <laughs> eight-episode series on NBC where a bunch of folks... Um, of, oh, uh, I do remember it. Yeah. I, I, you, I, once you said a bunch of folks, talking about when the yep. dude snacked the kid, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, and it's from all these different angles, angles of like each episode is going to a different person at the party and how they got to the party and what led to the slap. Oh, and so this is the most privileged thing I've ever seen in my life. It's it. I cried laughing at it, and I know if Shahid watches it, he might implode. Like he might just like hey, if he found that. out it was me, he might track me down. You had a babe frowning his face up every time. <laughs> like I, I would want to hear the voice. I just paid just to hear the voices he would make for each of the people. Uh, yeah, I remember. I think I, I think I tapped out like episode three or four. I was like, no, yeah. still not my doing. Yeah, it's like, we're done here. We're done here. And so she did that. And then she jumps to 2020, a movie my son appreciated, right, Trey? War with Grandpa, where she plays the harried mother of uh, Robert De Niro, who is, uh, uh, you know, has to live with them and takes over her son, her son's, his grandson's uh, room to live there. But, Huh? What's that? Pete, Pete is the name of the dad. The dad is uh, Rob Riggle. So she's the harried wife of Rob Riggle. Like, that's oh, what boy. she's getting now. Yeah. And, and it could be a thing of two. Maybe she just, you know, I'm good. She could have been like, I'm good on that. Could be. Could be. But it looks like the next movie she's doing, uh, which is filming, I guess, this year, 
and hopefully come or it's in pre-production. So probably most likely 2022, it's called Tau Ceti Four. a group of rebels are on a planet and they're trying to take over from the ruling establishment. Okay. And so, uh, so I think she's getting back on that horse because I think she's been missing that money. And I think on the WWE side, they're missing money with, with Becky because this Bianca thing wasn't working. The Becky, uh, Beck, big time Bex is, but not in the way they want it. It's because they see the fans still love her. Yeah. And now, not only do they have, excuse me, not only do they have that, but they now have Charlotte as someone to rally against. And Charlotte's behavior. I mean, she when 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 one of your coworkers hops on Sports Illustrated, it's like I don't even talk to this person anymore. I don't oh, know this person. No, Rich. That's sh- okay. This is a small sideways comment. Yeah. That, that that no, you don't. Is that supposed to happen? Like, I don't trust her. What you about to have a match with this woman? What are you talking about right now? Yeah. And then, and then to say, you know, sometimes you got to be a hero to the locker room. Like this is stuff where it's like, you're saying this to sports illustrated. This isn't, I'm in character. I'm trying to work. Right. Like I am like, nah, I, I, I can't try. But then somebody, I don't know if you saw this, someone put all of like the lines, like over the years, it, I got to give Charlotte credit where the credit's due. She is right. Over the years, she didn't just get like one or two lines, like every couple of years, Charlotte would say something and Becky would clap back with things that were vicious. Like uh, one time she said something like, oh, I'm plastic. It's like, I, everything on me is me, buddy. Like, like stuff like that. Like talking about like making allusions to plastic surgery, making allusions to uh, Charlotte. It's like, I've had had the same face I've had the entire career here in the WWE. Can you see the same, like stuff like that, like out of pocket. Kind of like AJ Francis right now, how he's going through it on Twitter saying, you know, the culture is being demeaned every time other non-black folk rap and he was just having fun. And now you guys are taking it out of hand. It's like, well, don't make things about beef stew. And uh, that's the only thing you can pull out about the Indian culture and think people are going to just laugh along with it. We're beyond that. Like that's, you know, I, uh, you know, I had the students yesterday who went with, uh, that we had a, a, a presentation for new members for mm-hmm. the campus and they were doing their, you know, thing and they're making fun of the cues. And then Trey, you have to go downstairs. Daddy's talking, Mr. Jeff, and we're doing grown folk talk. Got to hit the bricks podcast out. We're going to, we're going to go to Gaga's. I just have to finish up with Miss Je- Mr. Jeff. And then we're going to go to Gaga's. Uh, and so they do like the old from the nineties, like house party, like I smell, I smell. Oh, oh. yeah. And, not to be outdone, one of the one of the capitals just looked up and was like, oh, that's mature. And then just kept it moving. And it's like, yeah, because it's like 2021, man. That's not an insult. Like, okay, what do you, like, do you think that's going to in some way make you seem tougher by saying that? But that's the deal. Like, people going for throats and they're going for throats in ways that isn't aligned with, you know, the world we live in now. So right. Charlotte is like, Oh, you got to be a mom. It's like, okay, yeah. Is, is is there something like not only did I get to do that, but I came back and I'm like, the people still love me. Like Wrestling fans, if you're looking for a unique and entertaining way to get your wrestling podcast fixed, check out Ring Rust Radio. 
Ring Rush Radio uses its trademark brand of banter to cover all professional wrestling you love, including WWE, NXT, New Japan, Lucha Underground, ROH, Impact Wrestling, and more. We also hold sit-down interviews with some of the biggest names in the history of the business, such as Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Kurt Angle, Trish Stratus, AJ Styles, and Roman Reigns. For those of you who want their wrestling with a perfect mix of serious analysis and comic relief, find Ring Rust Radio dropping every Wednesday night on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. And, you know another thing, too? It's a, it's a thing of how these outside relationships play out. And, like, outside the ring, we don't know too much of anything, you know, as far as like, you know, I mean, you know, you know a little, but I'm talking about as far as like, how do they communicate? How do they talk to each other outside the ring and stuff like this? And we don't know if it was a communication. We know what happens inside the ring and things are being said, but outside, how are they talking to each other? How are they communicating? How are they saying, Hey, I don't appreciate what you said, A, B, C, and D because for it to get to this point, I think it's more to play than just the work thing. I think that's a big factor, but I also think it has a lot to do with things that's going on behind the scenes that we'll never know about. And sometimes I hate to tell people this friends, just, just don't be friends anymore. You grow past each other. You got, you moving different now. Like, you know, she has a child, she's doing this, you know, Charlotte's not, and you know, she's having a great time with, you know, her her boo so it's kind of like maybe their lives are so different now that they can't really see you know what i mean it's, they're just moving different but i just hate to see this to be played out on sports illustrated interview because again it wasn't in character the guy says you know oh you know gonna have a match with her whatever stuff like that um but if you're having issues with somebody like this you got, you know, you got, y'all got to work together. You got to feel safe. Do you trust her? No. Like her answering that, and I'm just, it just blew my mind because I'm just like, they y'all having a match, and I'm thinking like, like, cause this can, you can talk about being professional, and maybe they've had the conversation after this all, you know, happened or whatever stuff like that. But for her to say, I don't trust her, had to make Charlotte feel some type of way. Like, you know, I understand, you know, I had this happen over here with this woman. won't get into it. And I may have had some things happen. But for you to say you don't trust me, okay, we're at a different level now. It may not be Sean and Brett because at least at that point, they might not have liked each other, but they knew they had to go out there and work. Yeah. That wasn't a big thing. The thing is the whole cattiness and stuff like this and, you know, just – you don't want that in the workplace. You don't want that now. Like I, I, we, we lived through that. We saw that. Like I said, we saw the Brett and Sean thing play out numerous times on numerous segments. Only, you know, we found out in different type of ways than you do now. Cause something happened now. You find out that night on Twitter. Yeah. You find out real super easy stuff now. And for Charlotte to be looking to do outside things. And I was telling somebody like, that's not a good look. But somebody said they don't trust you for things to flood over into media. Yeah, you know, if you want to be in Hollywood, you know, they're not going to care about certain things. But for your coworker to say they don't trust you, you know, they, you know, you can have some eyes like, OK, we're looking at you to do this. But 
let's look into this a little bit more or whatever and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's, 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 it's just shocking to see that they got to this point for them to play it out like this and all that stuff that happened with Sports Illustrated was just wild to me. But we can get back on topic now. No, I mean, that is on top. I think about, we were talking AEW earlier and Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. One of the lines Eddie Kingston made during that first interaction was, or the second, the first in-ring interaction was, no one else in the back will say it, but I will. Nobody wants you here. Mm. And like, that's a, that's a line where like in the time and the place, it's a lot. That is a loaded statement. Just like when he told him, hey, sure, we'll wrestle. We'll do more your speed, dark, dark elevation. You know, that worked for you? Like that, (laughs) <laughs> to me, that was the pettiness Hall of Fame only matched by, uh, especially as an older brother who was very uh, petty, you know, going for the good game handshake when you've won. <laughs> I could stop laughing because <laughs> he knew exactly how that was going. What right. was going to happen too? Like, like hey, no. appreciate you, man. Great job, great job. Uh, yeah, get that cold amount of stuff out of here. <laughs> right. And that's what I was waiting for. Like, this is a guy who already said when I was in Ring of Honor, nobody gave me the time of day. And I'm my I'm a, I'm gonna bang this drum until somebody like Tony Khan like hits me with a, a dart and knocks me out. Like, I need every Ring of Honor original he can legally get a hold of to keep showing up and saying the same thing. Because Danielson even said it last night in the post match scrum, saying, "Hey Eddie, I really wish I could see the Eddie that brings the intensity with the workout." because I'd like to see what that guy looks like. I was like, Danielson keeps saying the same thing Punk's saying, but y'all ain't jumping down his throat. He just said this dude too chunky for the game, and you're not saying what, like, that's that's brash. Like, when you're, like, 87 pounds telling people, like, you know, you better you better get in that sauna or something, like, that is wild. Oh, uh, Brian, I've learned over the years that Brian is petty. He is saucy. I love it. <laughs> He's probably like, what was that? That wasn't even necessary. But I guess, you know, hey, I basically, I want to work with him next. Like, right. yeah, give me cooking. Because, I mean, that match has brought a whole different level, you know, out to punk. You know, it, it, it's getting punk back into rhythm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, I, I really enjoyed that Eddie brought that out of punk uh, because I think it was needed. And it's going to be great for that, for the story, for um, punk. Um yeah, I just I thought it was dope, but uh, Charlotte and 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 Becky's, gosh, it, it's it's fascinating because if you just look where they started and where Charlotte was at NXT and where Becky was at NXT and them going to them and and the transition that Becky had to take, it seems like for Becky it was harder because she could never quite get the character. You know what I mean? And for Charlotte, it was more y'all are putting me in these weird situations. If that means she she didn't really have a problem with it because it was it was I don't want to say it was easy, but she had the last name of Flair. <laughs> so all she had to do was to adopt a little bit of her dad and put her spin on. And now it's like you don't even think about her dad anymore. It's like, oh no, that's Charlotte, not Charlotte Flair. Right. All that stuff about I'm, you know, I'm number one. Basically, nobody can touch me. Um, look how many times I won the title. Like that's her. You don't think about her dad anymore. And for Becky, it's more of okay. We had her dancing in NXT. Uh, then she had the kind of like goggles, <laughs> goggles error 
Becky. Oh yeah, steampunk, steampunk, steampunk diva. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Everything, the sh- everything would come out. And she'd have the goggles, and then she was like Aloe from uh uh uh. What's the PS4 game? Uh, with the dino- robot dinosaurs. Oh, I can't. I know what you're talking about. I can't even think. Because uh, that's basically what she was like, and she even came out for WrestleMania that year, or maybe the year when she got pulled up to the main roster with an Aloe gear. Uh, it's like Into the Wild is the next one. And or into the west or something. Anyway, someone's screaming right now while we talk that they know what it is, and I appreciate it if you tweet. Uh, I'm gonna do it. Loe ps name. Horizon Zero Dawn. It just seemed like she had she had a lot of hoops and steps, and you know, failed things that had to work to finally get to big time. You know, big time Bex, and it's like, okay, she's here now, she's there. And like I said, Charlotte Moore thing was. Okay, my dad got somebody impregnant. Um, oh, you got me in this weird angle in El Mace. Oh, you're turning me heel. Oh, you're turning me back face. Like, that's the only thing she really had to worry about because none of that stuff really outside of that, nothing, nothing else really affected her. And it's just it's it's fascinating to see where they at now because it's always like, well, you know, they both on the top of their game, and, and when they talk about their careers. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting how WWE decides to talk about them because we know how they talk about Austin and Rock, and we see who I don't want to say gets more of a shine, but we see who's you know because I think it's a thing of too also that Rock just I'm I'm, I'm I got other things going on. Austin is still like it you know proximity of. WWE still, you know, working hand in hand, got a podcast. He's still kind of like familiar, you know, in a working conditions with them where Rock is kind of like outside, but mm-hmm. still kind of looking in, kind of, yeah. I want to say like, you know, yeah, I got my eye on you, you know, with family, but I, I ain't there because I got stuff going on. So it's just, you know, you know, Austin gets that shine. So I wonder when, when the time comes and when, uh, <laughs> the network moves to Disney Plus <laughs> 10 years from now how the story will be told. Yeah. That, I mean, that story is going to be wild. And so I think this is a good, this, I mean, this is a good introduction. People got to hear style of thing. That obviously, I'm not as acerbic, nor do I have the voice inflection and magical dulcet tones of one Dr. Shahid Abdulhadi. Like, he's got it all. Like, Shahid's a, a five-tool player. I, I work with my three I got. I make it happen. But, Jeff, I love this. I loved having you on, man. I'm grateful for your friendship and for uh, being able to kind of kick it with you. And so, before we get out of here, let folks know again where they can find you, how they can find you, and where they can listen to you. Ah, uh, yeah, you can find me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter. Uh, you can go to the Jeff versus the World Facebook fan page. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at the Real Jeff versus versus under the the Real Jeff versus the World on Instagram. But if you want me to make it easier for you, so you can find the shows, the T Public Store, uh, all that good stuff, all you got to do is go to Jeff versus the World podcast. Everything is there. All the shows uh, this week, Tuesday. Me and Shahid for Hood Classics will be reviewing The Heart of They Fall. Y'all already know how uh, Shahid gets down. The Idris Elba per- impersonation is oh, running. It's going to be running rapid on that episode. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I got going on there. I'll be back. Or me and Manny will be back next month, probably the first week in December, to talk some more wrestling. Possibly, don't hold me to it, 
we may talk about uh, the pay-per-view a little bit more. And I may bring that out later on this week. Not sure. We'll see how that goes because there's so many people doing it now. You know, we don't need to do it. You know, we got people out there that already has covered that and probably better than we will. But you never know. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, other than that, yeah, that's where you can find me. Like I said, you can find me anywhere. Podcasts are played. Apple, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor, Google, uh, what is it, Amazon Music. Yeah, you can find us anywhere. And as always, y'all can find me on Twitter at Rich underscore fan, F-A-N-N. Uh, join me and Wade at some point uh, when he recovers from going to uh, full gear for everything. And before that, if you want to listen to the pay-per-view roundtable with myself, Tyler Sage, and Zach Haydorn, welcome to. Uh, I am not Zach Haydorn. I'm, I'm not Ron Burgundy. Uh, <laughs> I am Rich Fan. And so... As always, dive into something new, challenge yourself, go beyond where you're thinking, go, go, plus ultra, wear a mask, wash your hands, and now I'm going to go take my son to see his grandma. Be good. Get that booster. Get that booster. 5G, 5G, 5G. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at pwtorchdailycast.com. Just click on the live stream link. He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at pwtorchdailycast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, pwtorchdailycast.com. One of the really cool parts of being a VIP member is getting to relive history through the pages of the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter back issues. We have Pro Wrestling Torch newsletters dating back to the late 1980s. We put a new back issue up from 20 years ago that week. And so when you go VIP, you instantly have access to over 1,500 back issues and a new PDF, along with an all-text version, if it's easier for you to read that on your phone, uh, goes up every weekend. And the latest issues include a cover story from the June 10th, 2000 issue on Goldberg's return to WCW and whether he's a solution to what was ailing WCW at the time. Also, my column titled Vince Russo is from Outer Space and Bruce Mitchell's column, still timely today, unfortunately, of Racist Gimmicks and Poverty Pimps was the title. 
That's issue number 606. The week before that, issue number 605 from June 3rd features a cover story that talks about how there could be a shakeup in the wrestling industry with WCW for sale and ECW having an uncertain future. And also a Bruce Mitchell column spoofing Vince Russo titled, How I Became World Champion. If we go back another week to the May 27th, 2000 issue, it had detailed coverage of the Judgment Day 2000 pay-per-view, including my review and staff roundtable reviews of the Rock Triple H 60-minute Iron Man match, and also the final installment of the Lance Storm Torch Talk with his thoughts on various ECW colleagues. The week before that, the May 20th, 2000 issue, issue number 603, features a cover story on Ric Flair's collapse in the ring during Nitro. Part 3 of the Landstorm Torch Talk with this explanation for why he decided to quit ECW, our coverage of ECW Hardcore Heaven, the pay-per-view, and more. And then the week before that, the May 13th issue features a cover story on the changing TV landscape in pro wrestling, with the WBF moving from USA to TNN, and a potential shift of ECW. Also a cover sidebar story on the death of an ECW fan after a hotel party, and WCW Slamboree coverage. And the week before that... Our coverage from the May 6th issue, number 601, of David Arquette winning the WCW title. My EndNotes editorial examining Vince Russo's controversial decision and flippant comments about title belts. Our coverage of WWE Backlash 2000 and more. I could keep going on, but that gives you an idea of what you're missing out on by not being a BIP member. Imagine settling in on the weekend and uh, kicking back and reading wrestling history, not through the lens of WWE filtering it to their benefit, not through people looking back on it through today's lens, but what was said at the time, the week it happened, by some of the voices that you are familiar with here on the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and PW Torch Daily Casts. So go VIP and relive professional wrestling through the way the Torch covered it in real time with contemporaneous coverage of pro wrestling's biggest events, biggest news stories, biggest personalities. I think you'll have a blast. It alone is worth the membership price for so many of our members. Check out details on everything else that comes with the VIP membership, including daily podcasts that are VIP exclusive and shows like this with the ads and plugs removed. Go to pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full details. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Prices are as low as $8.25 a month on average if you subscribe for a year or check us out for a month for $9.99.